Namaste, Ruben. How are you? It's good to have you part of our podcast. Thank you so much, Ole. Namaste back to you, and and such such a wonderful way to start off twenty twenty one with with an Indian greeting for an Indian guest. Absolutely. I mean, like we got to make it personal, right? It's all about like you know personalization. We're gonna talk a little bit about you know your journey, but. I want to dive right into it. And like, yeah. why did you join the Global Institute of Sport Business, and why is this program so important in India these days? Yeah, yeah, no, great, uh, great question, and very, very relevant, right? So, uh, I mean, with with my background, you know, I've actually touched the waters in many fields. Of course, I my my base is sports. Of course, uh, yeah. spend uh, close to five years when I kicked off my uh, experience in the sports industry. Tried to venture out with my own, uh, uh, you know, with my own entrepreneurial venture, and worked a little bit in advertising and digital marketing as well. Right. However, the need for for being the sports industry was was always there, right? Yeah. Uh, and I was always trying to sort of uh, understand where it is that now, if I'm making a comeback after a few years into sport, where would be the be the right and the relevant place to sort of uh, kickstart. So, I mean, I, I met with the team at at, at GISB, you know, with right. Neil and with the yeah. others as well. And a few things really struck, uh, uh, you know, the chord with me. Uh, number one is it's essentially something that that India really needed. I myself was once in a situation where I could, uh, I mean, I wanted to study sports management, but the infrastructure uh, was not set up as yet for right. for someone to study sports. And and you have one had to, you know, sort of move abroad or spend X Y Z a lot of money or whatever it is, and and sort of look at opportunities in these different countries, but. Uh, sure. For me, at that time, it was not a viable option. So when when the GISB idea came about, uh, you know, what really stood out was number one, it's industry designed, and number two, it's in, uh, internationally certified. So, you right. know, when we talk about being industry designed, it's so relevant to have uh, the right people sort of curating the program, right? So yep. because sports is so nascent in its journey here in India, uh, you need, uh, I mean, you have to step out of an academic sort of a background. And look yeah. at what is relevant. You need to provide relevant training uh, programs or relevant uh, tra- training structures for students. Yeah. So, industry design program was very, very essential. And number two was, what does uh, you know a student when when they're going abroad? What do they look for? They look for international certification, right? Yeah. All right. So obviously, uh, you know, you talk a lot about the benefits of sort of like okay, you're you're way into the journey of the program and like being part of it, but but sort of like why is this important in India and like maybe speaking of like you know 2021 moving forward, like why was the timing for this like now, you know? Yeah, yeah. So like I was I was sharing right the the relevance of an industry designed uh, program and in you know along with it being internationally certified is is that you can provide Indian students with relevant education with the right context of it being uh, curated and uh, shared by the people from the industry, right? So right, right from us, you know, working with partners like yourself or the Premier League or, uh, you know, many leading Indian uh, sports organizations. What right. happens is, a, is you have faculty who are actually professionals in sport coming down and teaching. So yeah. that yeah. not only creates, a, a, you know, a relevant platform for you to network, Number two, it also provides you with, uh, you know, a relevant place to meet uh, employers and you also get to know about real life case studies from them. With regards to it being internationally certified, you know, any any Indian student uh, or any student for that matter looks for a strong uh, certification at the end of their program. Right. What we've done is we've 
we partnered with the University of Massachusetts, you know, the leading sports management program right. in the world. Yeah. They actually sort of teach our students, uh, you know, over 100 hours of programming in mm-hmm. core sports modules. And, uh, you know, we have professors from, from, from Massachusetts actually teaching our students. Uh, nice. Sometimes, I mean, obviously during COVID, it's online, but during right. non-COVID, they actually had them fly over to, to Bombay and teach students. Oh, Apart from, from that, uh, GISB actually uh, focuses a lot on, on, I mean, focus a lot of, on partnerships, focuses yep. a lot on nurturing future industry leaders. Right. Uh, you know, if I take a step back and, and talk about, in essence, what we want to do is we want to provide the future generation of sports industry leaders to the Indian sports uh, education, uh, sorry, Indian sports industry. Yep. And that will happen when you provide, uh, you know, very, very focused, very, uh, you know, very, very sort of strong, deep learning within students that are coming in uh, from multiple fields as well, right? You right. have uh, sure. engineers, you have journalists, you have people with, uh, you know, some sort of uh, IT sports background, uh, IT background as well. Right. So we, we see that there's a huge opportunity for providing sports management uh, relevant sports management training to the future professionals in sport. Uh, yeah. Apart from that, you know, GISB boasts of a very strong leadership with our parent company in India on track, right? So right. look at uh, what India on track has, has been doing for the past, I mean, close to a decade now. I mean, be it international partnerships, be it uh, running grassroots development programs, uh, now digital campaigns uh, as well, uh, as well as consulting for, for the biggest leagues in the world. Right. We are one of the the, the the biggest sports management agencies in the country. And and the need for an institute uh, as such came in from our learnings from working with so many partners within the Indian sporting ecosystem. So right. it was essentially a, a gap that we filled in. Yeah. And uh, for, for me to come and join this project and be a part of the team uh, was, uh, you know, was, was, was a, was a privilege and, and of course a, a great opportunity to try and give back to sport. Um, you know, where you very commonly meet uh, uh, millennials in, in India, like uh, right. ourselves, you know, who grew up in a who grew up wanting to be sports athletes, who, who grew up to be athletes right. but didn't right. necessarily get to become athletes because of X Y Z reasons. Uh, so this is our small way of giving back to the sports industry by professionalizing it and making a more viable uh, uh, you know, business, uh, uh, you know, in, in, within the Indian uh, ecosystem, yeah. Right, yeah, and I mean, like, as you said, too, it's like you have that, you know, personal relationship to it, too, where you said, like, oh, I wish this program was here when I was, like, starting my career, you know? So, like, you have that, you know, hunger of helping, you know, those, as you said, the future leaders of the industry. And, I mean, like, even, even for the industry of India, right? Like, coming yeah. in there, like, helping the sport industry in India to continue growing, you know, becoming more professionalized. You know, as we know, there's, there's obviously a lot of people in India, but you know, how to like manage that, how to like professionalize, you know, the, you know, of course you have cricket and like other, other sports that are like, you know, I would say very professional in, in that sense, but you know, a lot of it, you know, grassroots infrastructure, how do you help, you know, develop that? And I think it's great that you guys are like, not only of course, like helping the Indian sport industry, but, also thinking, you know, how can we help those, uh, you know, students that are part of the program to, you know, open yeah. their open their eyes to like look internationally with, through the partnerships that you have and, and so forth. So I think that's that that's amazing. But looking into like sort of like the sports marketing landscape in India, because obviously you've been part of this for 
you know, a, a decade or at least like, you know, a lot of years now. And, and like, what have, what are some of the changes that you've been seeing like the last few years, especially in India? Because I think this is interesting to like, kind of like get like an overview of like how the industry there has changed. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'll, I'll give you a context first, right. About right. India uh, getting into this, this, this point. Uh, one is that India is, uh, India has got, you know, one of the youngest countries in the world in terms of population. If you look at, uh, you know, 1.3 billion, you have right. almost uh, about more than uh, around 60 to 65% of this population is below the age of 35. So you have a very, very fast growing young nation that's, yeah. that's really, you know, sort of fighting or growing to be a, a superpower over the next 10 years or so. Right. Secondly, if you look at the, you look at data, right? Right. India boasts of providing the cheapest uh, internet data on, on phone in the world. And, yeah. and this is like over the past four to five years, consistently India has been out there, uh, you know, really ensuring that, uh, you know, people from, from the smaller cities, smaller towns, uh, from lower backward communities as well have access to data. So right. uh, internet is very, very accessible within this country. And thirdly, the penetration of smartphones in this country is is just hmm. second to none, right? I mean, yeah, every yeah, yeah. person from all strata of society uh, have their hands on on a smartphone. So when you look at these these three factors, right? They right. They, they purely talk about how reliant this country is on on digital platforms. Now that is on 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 a general perspective, sure. digital is very big over here. Now when sure, you take sure. it to sport, uh, then you start thinking about okay, okay, here's digital and here's the big boom that India is facing. How can sport be left behind? So you have fantasy gaming in India, which has become a huge, it's become a monster of its own. You know, you have, right. I, I think there's been, uh, there are close to 120 companies right now that are providing fantasy sport uh, <laughs> solutions to, uh, you know, to people, to, to, to users from across sports. Right. You yeah. have esports that is growing at a really, really fast rate, although Crazy. It's a uh, very, very. Uh, I mean, of course, through esports you have mobile gaming, so PUBG and all the other games right. are growing yep. at four to five times the rate over here. And of course, now you have uh, you have a lot of leagues, you have a lot of franchises, etc., looking to penetrate their fan engagement through uh, through digital platforms, essentially, right? It right. becomes uh, a, a smarter bang on the buck when you are staying on digital, because essentially, then you can provide uh, uh, target-based marketing and ensure that your return investment on every single penny is, is hitting the right point. So right. Uh, in general, the sports marketing landscape in India has become really, really digital heavy and everyone, you know, all of us at, at JISB, at Neon Track and, and most sports companies here as well are beginning to understand that. So uh, yeah. as part of any sports uh, management uh, education uh, institute, especially ours, we, we rely very heavily on, on having our, our students understand the importance of, of digital marketing, branding on digital, uh, you know, so ensuring your social media is on point, user-generated content, right. etc. And I mean, and stepping out of just sports marketing, if you look at the yep. sports landscape in general, you have, you know, sports leagues that are mushrooming up every year. You have, you know, over the past 10 years, you had so many leagues that have come out uh, across multiple sports. Many are successful, many aren't, but yet they are yet coming up. You have a lot of investment, uh, you know, new sponsor investment put into sport. Um, for example, if you look at the Indian Premier League this year, I yep. think uh, all the major sponsors were were all, all digital companies uh, that were putting in money. Right. 
the sport for the first time you know until then you saw fmcg or petroleum or you know those yeah, kind yeah. of companies more, more like a classic right exactly it's classic companies now like you're looking at commerce and... exactly yeah. thanks so <laughs> ipl was really a stepping stone where you saw a complete uh, digital uh, led uh, initiative by sponsors and and then you right. you know then you have interest from international sports organizations like the premier league nba la liga uh, yeah. chelsea man united all of them trying to sort of come in into india and try to uh, understand the market i mean there is a there is a fan base but how do you sort of uh, you know look at penetrating that and right. lastly i mean uh, india is now looking at uh, st- slowly stepping the stone uh, uh, stepping up uh, on on hosting events right, right. Uh, we hosted the under under 17 uh, fifa world cup a couple of yeah, years ago one of the one of the most watched under 17 tournaments uh, you know uh, in the history of the game uh, right. this year we were supposed to uh, host the under 17 women's world cup which unfortunately uh, was uh, didn't happen and it's going to happen in 2022 but right. uh, there are talks about you know the afc asian cup uh, possibly a youth olympics in the next 5 to 8 to 10 years so right. as as sport uh, more opportunities for sport grows the landscape of marketing through digital con- consistently keeps on upgrading and keeps on changing so i think it's a very very exciting time to be in this country for sport yeah no absolutely and i think like you know there's one thing like i notice as well from i guess like what you've been talking about right now for the last few minutes is that you know like how young the population is right and how you can target that young audience in an extremely great way not only from like you know the the local and and the national sports but from the international sports and of course like what the pandemic has taught us too is that you know things has to be digitally and of course like of course like a lot of leagues and 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 professional teams that were really good at doing that and like providing great quality content in wherever country that might be and their target market but now like more than ever you you, you talk a little bit about the sponsorship market right where you see like okay like digital digital partnerships right and you know I, i'm kind of like curious to see how you know this year will unfold in terms of like new digital sponsorships and partnership not only you know at a international and and sort of like the big teams and the big leagues but local teams like like more minor teams and how they utilizing to to think more innovative think more digitally and at the end of the day cater you know their fans because you know you kind of like okay when are people back in the stadium how are we going to engage with these sort of people as as much as we can besides also just whenever they're there and no one really knows for sure like how long it's going to take before everyone is back in the stadium so i guess people have to just think a little bit digitally digitally moving forward absolutely yeah yeah makes, so, makes so much sense yeah So just talking like a little bit about your uh, background at Sports Interactive, um you know you work with like companies such as like you know ICC and the TV etc and what have you learned from the data and content industry that you're bringing like for the sport educational system because obviously you were talking a little bit about okay it's important that we teach these young sport leaders about like content about data about utilizing this and the social media to be professional and utilizing the market that you have but like what kind of stuff did you learn from your background that you're now bringing and helping those students in the program to utilize yeah yeah it's it's a very 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 critical uh, learning that one has to take in right when you when you work with content and and data in in general right, right. Uh, you become more aware of 
of numbers, right? You need to be more aware of what's happening around you. And, yep. uh, you know, for, for us, uh, especially from an Indian context, uh, very, very important, uh, uh, very, very important point is sustainability in sport, right? Sustainability for organizations. Right. Uh, a lot of times, uh, sport can't boast of having multi-billion dollar budgets and just going crazy on having their spends, you know, spread out right. and ensuring that their business does well. Here, you have to talk about your return on investment on every single penny, right? Yeah. So yep. Uh, one thing that we keep talking uh, about to our students and and then, you know, we look at then having the curriculum set in such a way is that you have to ensure that your, your, your spends or your marketing spends has to provide some sort of return on investment or return of objective in that sense. A lot of times right. your investment may not be returned immediately, but right. at least your objective should be gained that, you know, yeah. in the next five years or in the next eight years, I need to grow my user base uh, to 10x or 5x or right. whatever it is. Uh, yeah. Second thing is that, of course, uh, you know, complete, when you look at digital and social media, the, the beauty of it is, you can ensure that there's data-driven marketing, uh, you know, being being performed, right? So right. whether it is your campaigns, whether you want to, you know, push out a campaign that's only reachable to, you know, 20-year-olds in Mumbai, you can always do that smartly, right? Right. So ensuring that you are able to uh, produce your campaigns, uh, channelize your campaigns, in bracket and bucket your campaigns to your target audiences, depending right. on your communication, that is also very, very important. And, and these are these are very interlinked, right? Because yep. then you are using content smartly to provide, uh, uh, you know, data-driven marketing. And then the data, you know, the data that comes out of it helps you provide, uh, helps you give a return on investment on your spends. So right. this is, this cycle is something that uh, we consistently try and uh, ensure that our students uh, sort of uh, understand from a very early age. It's not about saying that I right. have a million dollars and I can just spend about it. And that, you know, that in turn tries to, then channelize your fan engagement efforts to be a little more digital. Try and track your fan engagement efforts. Uh, you know, I know many, I mean, many European countries and, and many Western countries in that sense are able to monetize their fans a little bit smarter. In India, we are still not uh, not there yet. We still have a few years to go, and we are still beginning to understand. I mean, and, and now we are trying to we're beginning to track. Uh, you know, who who is your who is your customer buying your ticket? Who is your customer sort of purchasing your merchandise? Right. Ensuring that you know you you can get an X Y Z amount of monies from your uh, from your customer. It's not about just sort of selling your media rights and having your customer watch it on television. It's also ensuring how can I now uh, tap into my customer and sell him that jersey or sell him that cap or whatever it right. is, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so this is just the basis of what it is. And apart from that, once you are in, once you understand the uh, the importance of, of data within the sports industry, then, yeah. you know, the entire industry now is beginning to run on, on you know, off, off field and uh, understanding off field data that's, that comes in, whether it is through social media captures, fan engagement and all of that. So right. I think just yeah. a sense, it's not a direct learning in, in, in that sense. It's just an under, understanding of how do you smartly use transferable skills of studying and understanding numbers. Right. And then look at how can you inculcate those skills within, uh, you know, your future future sports industry leaders. So it's just a bit of uh, everything that I've just spoken about. But yeah. yeah, we try and inculcate it from a very young age, uh, from a very early part of the program within right. you know, at GMC. Yeah, I think that's important too. And I mean, like you, you talked a little bit about like you know, of course, campaigns and everything, but. 
I mean, like if there's one thing, and we're gonna touch more into the content side too, but yeah, for us, and I think a lot of you know organizations too, is like you have to be consistent, right? Like keep keep the momentum going. I mean, like I'm not gonna say like oh we spent this and this much because I mean like for us like we don't we don't have a budget for like you know spending and you've been like an entrepreneur yourself, you know, so you know yeah. how it is. And of course, like how do you just like you know get the most like the, the highest ROI without spending or spend the least amount that you can, you know, like how to utilize resources in the best possible way. And I mean, like consistency alongside with like those targeting, you know, campaigns, utilizing the, the data as you were talking about to like bring results, you know, that's like at the end of the day, like how can you like help those students that are in the program to, of course, you know, provide those numbers and be, learn to utilize those numbers. But at the end of the day, I mean, like, even if it's like a big or small company or it's like, how do you bring either money back or like help developing that sort of product or service, right? So they can continue like moving moving forward and the marketing side will be very important about that. Um, but but yeah, I think, I think it was like important to, to talk a little bit about like consistency, you know, like, it, it's about really important absolutely yeah yeah i mean that's what, that's what once you are clear of of your of your brand what your brand is talking about then consistency has to be achieved and yeah that has to be done on, on you know on a daily basis with your and that will come through with your messaging social media your jersey or yeah yeah advertisements whatever it is it's, it's consistent messaging to providing a brand opinion yeah. absolutely so let's talk a little bit about content. And in your opinion, what kind of content should companies focus on today to sort of like not get lost in the mass? Like, how do you how do you separate yourself? And I mean, like, of course, you can look at it from a general perspective. But if you also want like have more, I guess, like Indian focus or whatever, uh, that that's totally up to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll share a bit of. I mean, general as well as from an Indian perspective, sure. right? So sure. that's great. I think According to me, in, in general, right, uh, the first thing that any brand should look at in terms of, uh, you know, getting their content right is, is storytelling, right? Right. Storytelling yeah. is so important. Uh, your, your audiences uh, become really, really smart. Uh, you know, anytime they, you know, they hear about you for the first time as well, when, when you talk about, you know, various marketing models, uh, you know, the first awareness stage, whenever they hear about you, yeah. the first thing is they will look you up and until 20 years back that, uh, you know, people, that facility wasn't available. So when they look you up, the storytelling is so important. So yep. whenever you are, uh, you know, when you are pushing out or, or creating a brand image for yourself, you really right. need to understand what is it that you are trying to convey? What is your story? How are you making your customer or your fans life better? What, what is it that, you know, they can sort of, uh, uh, you know, resonate with the most when they look at your brand? You know, we have... Right. A lot of uh, uh, companies over here in India right now who are working with with the grassroots. We have companies who are working with uh, you know women in football, women in sport, working right. with uh, kids from backward communities to sort of create a story, create a context for why their brand is trying to help societies or help women's football development and or finding their help. niche, maybe you know, in a absolutely. sense. Absolutely, right? yeah, absolutely. So storytelling is, I think, the biggest one. If you have your storytelling right. Yep. Uh, and especially if you look at when we need, when we talk about either the millennials or the Gen Zs, 
storytelling is very high on the priority they will not resonate with the brand if it's just a brand that comes in says hey buy yeah, this yeah. never do that so they need to believe in that brand they need to understand right. that hey this brand stands for something so storytelling is number one number two is yeah. of course with digital one needs to understand platforms right so i think understanding your platform and creating platform specific content is so important uh, we are I, i think we are blessed with having so many platforms right from <laughs> facebook to even tiktok now right. and you know you, you can't create content or you can't create campaigns or messaging as as one size fits all you have to no, look at true. what each each platform brings uh, to the table and how you can ensure that each platform can you can use each platform to the best of its ability so yeah. if i'm using store instagram stories right that's a that's a world of its own it's a, it's right. a huge world of its own right if if you are able to use instagram stories as an efficient platform yep. to put out your brand messaging you will be a king in that space right so right. i think creating platform specific content is is very very important uh, the third thing is again with regards to your digital space uh, we're still in that uh, you know sort of digital content sort of space sure. is trying to ensure that your brand can create conversation uh, create uh, you know uh, have your users generate i mean create user user generated content amongst themselves right. so even if it's contests or you're having them send in their uh, you know their feedback or their thoughts on having them repost or retweet or right. you know enter into some sort of contest or whatever it is yep. i think ugc's or user generated content is one of the best and and the easiest form of of word of mouth content for any brand right. uh, you know word of mouth content is the most expensive form of uh, uh, marketing that we can get because that essentially means that i am uh, you know i am vouching for this brand and to right. my thousand other friends or 2000 right. other friends i am saying that hey i've used this brand and i'm vouching for it and yeah. that doesn't come easy how much of money you pay me i will not be i will not be able to do that and right. i think if, and if you can find a way to create uh, have your brand create user generated content it yeah. it help you in a very very long way and and finally uh, you know this is a very india specific uh, specific point but sure. i feel uh, i feel india is india is a, you know obviously a huge country and yeah. it's got you know multiple languages cultures food habits and viewing habits etc so essentially what we need to understand is india is is a continent and uh, you know we need to understand that a lot of pockets in india does, uh, would would like to see hyper local content uh, within their spaces so if you right. look at um, the indian premier league for example yeah. Uh, yeah you know over the past few years they've been pushing out commentary in more than 8 to 10 languages across different channels of theirs simply because you know your the user from from the south of india versus the user from the north of india they want to listen to something else they have different cultural right. nuances they yep. have different uh, styles so different memes different jokes etc right. so if you are uh, a brand that uh, reaches out to a very specific kind of target audience you need to understand that creating hyper local content is 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 very very important for you so just well, a few I, thoughts on, especially on in like in a, such a big country like india right we like you know so many people like there would be like such a variety of like their their culture their background what they're thinking like based on regions and and so forth so there's 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 a lot of people to cater you know and i think it is yeah. very correct as you say it's like how do you 
like bring that local feeling or or attachment to whomever you're targeting right and make it yeah. make it personal and i mean like even like you're talking about like the different kind of platforms right that you have like you know you even mentioned tiktok right and and i think like you also need to figure out as a brand of like what works for you right like where's your target market at i mean like yeah. we, even, we even like did a little bit of testing on tiktok i mean like just for fun you know just to kind of like see okay what is this learn a little bit the ropes like see what it is right and then we're like okay well it's interesting right but it doesn't mean like every platform that you're out there is worth being on or like is relevant for your audience right yeah so it's sort of like also like what do you want to achieve what do you want to speak and and again talking about the storytelling so I, i think like in many cases a lot of brands and teams also of course like if you have like you know, a million dollar budget and then like, you know, $10 million budget and you have like staff for like every position, of course, like it's a lot easier, but, yeah. but like, again, utilizing that to understanding where's your target audience and like what kind of story you're trying to tell to them, you know? So it's also consistent that you share sort of like the right, right story with the right kind of people. And that, that yeah. I think is very important uh, to, for, for the young young people as well to think about it's like okay even like building your personal brand right right it's like where do you want that to be you know like should it be on instagram should it be on tiktok like what are you trying to to get out of this uh but but i mean like ruben you you've been part of like this entrepreneurial success story with between breads and congrats on that first first and foremost and and what kind of lessons, I guess, have you brought with you that you're now like utilizing and bringing to the, to the Giz program, you know, like yeah. what are you sort of like bringing to them? Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, thanks a lot. Uh, you know, when, when I, I, I often ask myself this question, right. And a lot of it comes through with uh, how we are, uh, how Neil, myself and the team are sort of, uh, uh, co-creating this uh, uh, this this program with, with right. our advisors and all of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, one very important um, one very important learning which uh, you know I have gotten and which we try to inculcate with our students is is to really have an entrepreneurial mindset, right? Uh, right. And it, it's very very important, right? From yep. uh, taking ownership in projects to even you know ensuring that you can have a positive mind frame during the times you are low or you know facing rejection or yeah. uh, not facing success immediately having that everyday hustle uh, that's the biggest uh, that's the biggest sort of learning that we try and inculcate with with the students at JSB as well right so we just in fact uh, uh, two weeks ago we just wrapped up an entire week on entrepreneurship and sport where nice. uh, you know where we were working with you know various you know uh, people from the sports industry indian and global where they came yeah. in and shared their stories about how they help startups how how startups should sort of plan their businesses forward right. uh, what do they do to take it to the next level we did some exercises with a few startup uh, incubator companies uh, here as well to work with our students and the idea essentially yeah. is that hey it's okay it doesn't mean that you need to work for a club all the time sure, once you are done sure. with the program you can also go out and start up something on your own and it doesn't right. necessarily be that have to be a, a sports club right it could be an events company it yeah. could be a podcast company it could be a media company for right. it could be a uh, you know infrastructure company where you're setting up turf parks etc so uh, that's something that we sort of uh, really really push forward and we want uh, all our students at GIS to sort of have that entrepreneurial mindset so that even when they are working within 
teams they have that self of owner they have that yep. uh, ownership yep. quality that they can ride on during projects right right apart from that we we look at uh, you know when you are an entrepreneur and from experience you are constantly multitasking right like for right. example when i was uh, you know working at at my restaurant and all of that there was i was i was doing everything right in, in the day right. you're you're helping out with orders you're helping out with uh, how you can sort of help the help your chef help your staff all of that you're you're jumping in and playing multiple roles over there yeah. at the end of the day you're sitting in and doing accounts and you know all of that so part of the uh, multitasking <laughs> sorry it's part of the journey it's part of the journey exactly so uh, multitasking is very very important so we ensure that our students are uh, you know get a sense of get a taste of what it is like to be in the sports industry where you know they are constantly working on assignments they have uh, you know they have yeah. life projects on the side which we sort of work with a lot i'll, I'll share that with you as well right. uh, you know we also sort of push our students to have personal and project, uh, professional projects even if someone right. wants to do you know if your goal next month is to do 50 push ups every day we we want you to write it down somewhere and say okay this is your personal project uh, or you want to read a book or if you want to watch that documentary or whatever it is have yeah. goals try and ensure that you're you're leading a whole rounded life where you have personal goals professional goals right. you have assignments you have projects and then you also yeah. have you know at the end you have a career pathway where all of this is going to come into fruition and help you get to that goal somewhere so that's right. something that we constantly learn uh, uh, sorry teach with, uh, uh, with the students at GISB as well and you know with with practical learning experiences uh, which i spoke about life projects so yep at at gisb we work with a lot of uh, uh, sports organizations uh, on actual projects on solving business challenges or or, or problems or case studies uh, right. you know if, if for example if you want to come in and set up a, an office in india what yep. city should you look at what market should you tap in what are the right. different revenue streams should you look at so this is something right. that we have our students work on it's a very consultancy type uh, uh, you know sort, sort of division within sure. uh, the institute that we've created but what happens is the students start to get a sense of practical experiences of getting their hands deep into a project and then yep. uh, presenting or pitching back to the person who has actually present, uh, offered them that project right so you know we've done it in the past with top football clubs and and organizations from across the world and and that's something we are seeing uh, the students really taking on and growing from there and finally i mean you know the the basis of any any business or any entrepreneur uh, is is finances right, right. Uh, if, if you can't get your finances right yeah. you're just someone who just speaks in the air so uh, you know, with our with our program through our capstone we have an entire course on finance and accounting we yeah. uh, uh, you know we we understand we want for each and every student that's passing out from from the institute to at least I mean, they don't need to be chartered accountants or or yeah, you know, yeah, someone yeah. Like that, but at least they the basics of right? this is this is the idea. How do I budget for that idea? How do I ensure that that budget uh, you know is not crossed, or how do I ensure that I'm undervaluing or overvaluing this particular service? The, right. the, the fundamental of it is to ensure that you know it comes back to sustainability. Right. We want for all of the the students from GISB to uh, understand what it takes to run a sustainable business. and yeah. run a have a sustainable business model uh, so yeah just a few learnings that uh, you know that i have from from my time as an entrepreneur which we are uh, trying to inculcate with with the students at the institute yeah i think i think it's really important i think it's really great and i mean like also just from a personal and 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 professional standpoint of what we've been seeing right it's like not everyone can work uh, like 
for like events and sponsorship right or like yeah. uh, the, the classic marketing like i mean like there's so much more to do and and i think it's also great that you guys are showing the variety of like yeah. learning them that you know of course like not only that of course they can start their own venture because i mean like a startup being an entrepreneur is not easy it's not for everyone as as you know but yeah. but again having that mindset and and also like maybe you know explore okay maybe i can be part of a startup because also yeah. that's a great way to get a lot of hands on you know and get a lot of experience yeah. learning different kind of you know and be more i guess like open and, and multitasking right and, and getting a piece yeah. of a little bit of everything and i mean like my, maybe we have to talk with you guys when we're a little bit more uh, ready to to dive into the, the the indian indian sport industry you know let's let's see what 2021 can uh, yeah. can bring uh, absolutely yeah to, to wrap it up though i mean like we've been, we've been talking now for for some time and it's been a you know great great dialogue so we're we're, we're about to wrap up and and i think uh we talk a lot about like you know your experiences your some tips and guides here i think it's really important but if we're going to narrow it down a little bit for those you know, sports students that are out there listening to this. There's a lot of people, you know, globally that are yeah. they're listening and tuning in here. And I think a lot of them also like, okay, well, I want to, I want to do something with content. I want to do something with like sports media. Like, like, how do you, like, how do you start there? And like, more importantly, I think, how do you stand out? Because yeah. there's a lot of people competing against those kind yeah. of spots. Very, very uh, useful uh, point, actually, very important point. So, I mean, in general, I mean, I, I feel for, for students uh, looking to make a pathway in sport, right? And right. Uh, I would say not just, not just content or sports, in general, it's a sports industry. Sure. I feel three very, very important points. Uh, one right. is uh, you have to look at uh, an effective way to con consistently network. Uh, networking is one of the biggest pillars of the sports industry. Uh, you know, we, we keep talking about the kind of jobs and opportunities that one gets in sport, but uh, all of us know that 80% 80, 80 of these opportunities are network-based. Uh, you know, very often you don't, you don't see that ad for, for Man United hiring or Real Madrid right. hiring. It, it comes through networks only. So, yeah. uh, you know, effective networking is so very important for anyone to start to take on. And I, I know a lot of uh, young professionals and students of, of, uh, often find it challenging to look at how, how they can effectively network. And it is a journey. You won't yeah. be a master at it from day one, but uh, one needs to start like as of immediately so that they can slowly start to understand the nuances and, and, and you know, become a master at it. It's, it's something right. that is going to help uh, any, any young professional in, in their life. Yeah. Second thing is... Uh, you know, always have a very, very strong, uh, you know, side professional and personal projects. So you have your job, which is your, you know, whatever job that you're doing or your course or whatever it is that you're doing. But on the side, you need to con consistently have projects that are running, like I shared, right, whether it is doing that blog or writing, uh, you know, conducting right. that podcast or writing this article or whatever it is. Yep. That is, you know, keeping, setting you aside uh, apart from a lot of what others are doing in the industry. Your personal projects help you become a more rounded person. So yep. whether it's doing that workout or going for a walk or waking up early or meditating or whatever it is that you do on a, on a daily or weekly basis, yep. that runs. And then you have a, a bunch of professional projects that you take on the side. Yep. If you have this, so you have your job slash um, course slash whatever that you're doing on a, on a full-time basis running on a year. But here you have a bunch of professional and, and personal projects that are cons 
constantly taking place and you are adapting it over and over again yeah. very soon you will realize that this is what is setting you aside from this because everyone is doing this everyone's working everyone's starting but this is what sets you apart yeah and and lastly you know uh, something that's uh, that's more connected to yourself is just really understanding what's your niche right understanding yeah. where it is that you can add value Yep. Uh, often we ask a lot of our students to take a step back and ask why. Why is it that I'm doing this? Why am you know why am I studying sports or why am I working in sports? Right. You, once you ask yourself that question, you will realize that hey, what makes me happy? Which part of the industry do I really fit in? And and which part of the industry I'm, I'm do my strengths lie in? Because right. once you identify that, and I'm not saying that everyone does early on. It sure. again, that's a journey. Some of yeah. someone takes like five some years. It takes time as well, but. at least if you are on that path right you are working in a space that uh, ensures that you are able to provide uh, and work uh, to your project the best of your ability so that sets you aside from someone else who possibly does not enjoy that work or doesn't feel is the best person for that job so they keep questioning themselves saying hey am i am i the best person do i really enjoy it My so when you are doing something that is really aligned to your strength you don't get into that you look at how do i get this done or how right. do i do the best uh, in this particular project so yeah. i think these three points are are obviously very important from my perspective there are many many that that are there and uh, people oh, there i think there's some really good advice ruben i think it's a perfect way to wrap it up um i, I would like to thank you so much for for taking the time sharing your story your your insights and i mean like i know we started with like some uh, Namaste in the beginning and we're we're going to finish up with like some Norwegians. I don't know if you're ready for that. But uh sure. but uh, with 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 us like with everything we do we always finish with uh, Visnakes which means see you later in Norwegian. There you go. There you go. Perfect. All right. Thank you Ruben. Thank you Ole.